is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Oh, I'm in a good mood on this Tuesday morning. You know why I'm in a good mood? I've got that feeling that you get when you drafted an amazing team the night before. I'm just, I'm feeling good right now, and Heath, you should be too. You know, Jamie, I was telling Dave already, we had the four the people draft last night. Adam and I share a team. The first four rounds went better than any draft I've ever been in. We probably won the league in the first four rounds. Because you made the first four picks. And then it all went It did not. Downhill. It did not. In fact, I think we discovered a great strategy for 10-team leagues, Heath. Had a great oh, strategy. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bring that up in our strategy uh, for sure. Because that was, that was revolutionary what you tried to do. That, that's a different thing. I, the way our team turned out, just, alright, well first, we'll get into that later. First we gotta talk about some bad stuff. We gotta talk, talk about some busts. We got the fantasy regulators coming on later on in the show, uh, including a really funny twist with Jamie Eisenberg and the fantasy regulators that not even Jamie knows about. Your email's at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, but let's get started. We got a lot to get to today. Oh, best ball drafts and auction advice as well. Jamie, two busts, please. Uh, Evan Ingram, uh, pre-concussion. Going too soon. Way too soon. Not a top five tight end. Yeah, we have him like ninth. Yes. Makes me nervous to have him ninth. And you moved Burton, you got Burton ahead of him, you got Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph, right? Yes. Right. And Dave, you were kind of holding out, but now with the concussion, we're getting a little nervous about Evan Ingram. I dropped him because he's suffered his second concussion in the calendar year, which makes me wonder what's going to happen when he gets concussed again. I still think he's a talent. If he had never gotten concussed, yes, he would have stayed at number four for me. I think he can still put up good numbers. But I don't want to have to draft a injury risk tight end, meaning I would have to carry two tight ends either before he gets hurt again or after he gets hurt. So he has slid. Two? Where do you have him now? I believe I have him as my number seven or eight tight end. All righty. Jamie, one more bust. Let's go with Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. All right. How many mouths to feed in that offense? And not going to get his typical 115, 120 targets. No. Where would you take Brandon Cooks? On seven or eight. Anybody else uh, thinking Brandon Cooks is a bust? I I what I wrote yesterday was that I think it, probably two of the three Rams receivers are going to be busts. And one of the reasons you see three of them in the top 31 wide receivers by ADP is because nobody really wants to uh, place a bet on who the number one's going to be in terms of targets. It's probably going to be a different guy every week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. I'm fine with him at late round five, early round six. That's what his ADP is right now. Uh, well, it depends where you look. On Fantasy Pros, it's 45th. I'm not fine with that. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's kind of close. I, I think round five is fine for Brandon Cooks. You know what you're getting with him. Do you? Yeah, inconsistency. One week he'll give you week so why, one he's going to have big numbers. Inconsistency in round five because well because there might not be anybody else that's got the the how can I put this when when he's hot he's hot so when his big games will help you win weeks. Yeah, I mean, get what I'm saying? Like, he is he go off for a hundred and a touchdown, much. and that's his ceiling. You know what the floor is going to be? It'll be like forty yards, and that's going to suck when he gives you that, and he will give you that. I think he's going to be great in week one, and then you should trade him as soon as he has a big game. All right. Uh, Heath, two busts. Um, I'm going to just go way up the draft board. I'm going to say Alvin Kamara. Oh! His ADP is currently number six overall, and that's it on our site, which is a combination of PPR and non-PPR, which means one of two things. He's either going in the six, seven range in non-PPR, or he's going even higher than that in PPR, both of those things would be a mistake. I do think when Mark Ingram comes back, the split between these two is very similar to what it was last year. I don't think there's any chance that he rushes for six yards per carry or scores touchdowns at the same rate he did last year. And if I'm wrong, then he's just the most efficient running back in NFL history. Yeah, I, my friend drafted Camara over Le'Veon Bell a few days ago, and I got I got Woof. genuinely mad at him. Like I was really mad, I, and I. Just cursed him out via text message. Uh, but he's high on him. And you know what? On Fantasy Pros, in standard scoring leagues and non-PPR, Alvin Kamara is the number six pick. Uh, 
in the draft. It's Gurley, Bell, Zeke, David Johnson, Antonio Brown, then Alvin Kamara. That's in non-PPR. Um, where would you take him, Heath? I, in non-PPR, I'm not taking him until the second round, which, again, means that I'm not getting him. But I would rather have Melvin Gordon. I'd rather have Leonard Fournette. I'd rather have Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have several receivers. Jamie, you don't share that feeling about Kamara? In non-PPR? Yeah. Or, no, I do. Okay. Overall, I felt like you were higher on him than than Heath. In, in PPR, I think he's a top five running back. In non-PPR, I think he's closer to 10. All right. Heath, uh, second bust. Let's just, let's just stay with, with the, uh, with the stars. I'll say Deshaun Watson. ADP on CBS is number 30 overall, which is obviously absurd. Any quarterback at number 30 at all is a bad idea. He's the third quarterback off the board on draft day, and he's going to have to see a pretty significant increase in his passing volume to do that in CBS leagues. In a four-point-per-passing touchdown league where interceptions are only negative one points, I I could almost see it. I don't know that it's the most likely outcome, but I could see it. In a league where it's six points per passing touchdown and negative two for interceptions, I think he's more like the sixth or seventh quarterback, and, and the floor is lower than that. Dave, you kind of don't mind reaching a little bit for Watson, if I recall? Yeah, but not round three and not round four. It's late round five. Okay. I think, and look, any of the quarterbacks are probably going to be bust based on where they're being drafted. Yeah, I think it, let's focus more on, you know, are they QB2, QB3? Like, some people are taking Watson as the second QB off the board. And Heath says he should be more like six or seven in a six-point per passing touchdown league. Dave, Jamie, what do you think for Watson? I think he's a top five quarterback. To me, he's got the most, I don't know, it's not fair. He's got probably the, the, he's, he's one of the few guys that have a chance to finish as a number one quarterback. Okay, he's, he's the third off the board on CBS. Rodgers, Brady, right, Watson. Where he should be. Okay. Dave, real quick. On bus? No, 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 on Watson. He's where for you? I think his upside is number one quarterback in all the land. I think his potential is huge. He's going to run for touchdowns. He's going to throw a bunch. I think he's very difficult to defend. I think the Texans know that. That's why they changed their offense to be built around him. You can tell me all the concerns you want about the offensive line. He was able to transcend that last year. I think he's going to be. What's up? Got worse. I I don't think the line got worse. worse. I disagree. I think the line got Uh, uh, incrementally better. Let me just say on uh, NFL.com, a writer who wrote like a little blurb about their preseason game said they may have the worst offensive line in the NFL. They haven't seen Buffalo. It might be a bottom, it might be a bottom 10 offensive line, but it's still better than it was last year. All right. All right. Thank you for your Deshaun Watson take. So Jamie gives us Evan Ingram and Brandon Cooks. Heath gives us Alvin Kamara and Deshaun Watson. And Dave, your busts are? Let's give you a name that you haven't heard yet in the bus conversation. Demarius Thomas, who is going, what is he, like round four at this point? And I think it's too soon. I don't think he's the best wide receiver in Denver anymore. And the 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 rise of Cortland Sutton, I think, is going to take targets away from him especially, but also a little bit from Emmanuel Sanders. I think I, I'm drafting Sanders ahead of Demarius Thomas at this point. Thomas is currently going 50th overall right there with Golden Tate. 50? You get him at 50? 50. Wow. He's, take, he's falling. I won't. You can, you can have him. I at think 50? he's going to be a, a disappointment. He, he kind of has, does he have a, like a black cloud over him? <laughs> he's just been, he hasn't missed games, but he's been banged up the last couple of years. But he changed his diet, figured all that out. All right. He got a better quarterback. Well, that helped. He did, yeah, the diet helps, the quarterback helps. All right. So Dave, you're not even going to take him at 50 because originally he was like a late round three, early round four pick around 36 overall. Now he's at he, 50. He almost had the profile of a safe number two, high end number two fantasy wide receiver because you'd say, all right, the targets are definitely going to be there. The catches will definitely be there. Should get close to a thousand yards, if not over it. Maybe a bigger bounce back with Case Keenum, so eleven hundred yards. And then Cortland Sutton happened, and Sutton has really played better. And the tight ends happened too. Those tight ends have started to get a little bit more work. I should have mentioned that before. Um, I've just, I'm, I'm nervous about him. I don't think he's quite the playmaker that he used to be. All righty. So Demarius Thomas is one. Give me one more bus, real quick. I am continuing to be nervous about Jarek McKinnon whose ADP has fallen a little bit on CBS. I believe he's down to 25th. 
And I'm not taking him until closer to the end of round three in non-PPR. A little bit different in PPR because I think he'll catch a lot of passes. Are we sure that he can hold up for a full season as the feature back in San Francisco? And if Alvin Morris is looking as effective, I don't want to say great, but effective as he did in that preseason game against Dallas, or not against Dallas, whoever he played, Indianapolis. And if Matt Breida comes back, do the 49ers have to lean on Jarek McKinnon? Suddenly they've got some options at running back. And I wonder if that's going to make McKinnon more of a 15 touches still, but it could be along the lines of nine carries, six catches. Would so I, I still feel good about him in PPR, but in non, I, I think I'm, I'm scared. I don't think he's worth that ADP. Would you take McKinnon or Derrick Henry? Give me Henry. Everybody answer. I'll take Henry and non-PPR, McKinnon and PPR. Yeah, same. McKinnon or Royce Freeman? Same thing I just said. Um, I'll yeah. still go McKinnon. Yeah, Freeman. In PPR, Jamie? No. McKinnon? Sa- same, same as Henry. Right, so it's McKinnon and PPR, Freeman and non-PPR. Mm-hmm. All right, I was going to ask you, which early round pick are you passing on? Heath already said Alvin Kamara. I guess you're not getting him. I feel like I'm doing a total 180 on Kareem Hunt, and I'm not sure I feel good about it, but I'm not, I don't You only have one answer. There's only one, one okay. answer for you for this question. What is it? It's Dalvin it's Cook. Obvi- you passed on Dalvin Cook in the second round last night. We had Melvin Gordon on the board. I love Melvin Gordon. More Melvin Gordon is going to be will like not draft Dalvin the Cook, fate of my team. Obviously. I have so much Melvin Gordon. I like Dalvin Cook. I, uh, who are you passing on? Who do you have kind of cold feet on? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt? Yep. I, I moved him down one spot. I put Fournette ahead of him. So but where that's is he? as far as he's going to go in non-PPR. Where does that put him? Seven. Overall or at running back? Yes. Your first seven picks are running backs? Correct. In non-PPR. You don't take Antonio Brown over them? No. Interesting. All right. Hunt, Hunt, Kamara. I, I don't take Barkley when I draft with Dave and Jamie. Neither does Heath. I don't believe I have Saquon Barkley on a team. I don't draft Barkley either. <laughs> I don't get a chance to draft him because I'm right. taking him. Oh, no, right. I, t- I take Brown over him. So, Well, there you go. That would be uh, the discrepancy. All right, we got a lot more to get to, including a lot of regulators, random draft tips, a lot of fun stuff. We're definitely going to talk about the For the People League, the 10-team drafting in general. And Mission Impossible was accomplished. I got Heath to draft Carson Wentz, believe it or not. He's smiling about it. I, I did. Uh, I didn't actually click the button, so I don't think. Uh, second, your second quarterback. We took a second. We do you want to get into this now? Sure. Sure. Okay. I, uh, I, I think I have a great strategy for ten team leagues because I love the way our team turned out. Adam's strategy for ten team leagues is draft two quarterbacks in the first one hundred picks. Well, that's not true. That well, that's what you wanted to do last night. When, what pick did we take Carson Wentz with? Uh, that was after you wanted to take Andrew Luck in the 10th round. But anyway, great start to our draft last night. 10th round. We, 10th we got round. DeAndre Hopkins, Melvin Gordon, T.Y. Hilton, and Doug Baldwin with our first four picks. Just got it made. Um, in the 6th round, Adam convinced me to take Russell Wilson. I tried to talk him out of it by saying I have the next five guy, quarterbacks separated by four points. But he took that as just a, a free pass to take whichever quarterback he wanted. <laughs> I think it was the seventh round when we auto-picked because we couldn't decide on a player. That's – no, no. We got we auto-picked on Robert Woods. That was like round nine. Eight or nine, okay. Adam tried to convince me to take Andrew Luck in the tenth round as our second quarterback in a 10 QB league. How many rounds were there? There were 14 rounds. So 14 like, rounds. I thought it was a, an appropriate place for Andrew Luck to go. So you, you already had Wentz? We already had Wilson. You already had Wilson. And he wanted to take Luck in the tenth at okay. pick 97. Gotcha. Why? And, why? What's your thinking, man? Well, uh, to be honest with you, I am a little hesitant on Russell Wilson because we have Wilson. So and, why did we take him in the sixth round? I, because I'm a little hesitant. That's all. Because it's a ten-team league, and you want to go with upside, and it's four points for passing touchdown. So you want elite players at each position. He's an elite player at four point for passing touchdown leagues. The reason I'm a little hesitant on on Wilson is because I think you have to have in the back of your mind some. Uh, some thought about Doug Baldwin's knee. All right, he just missed like a month with the knee injury. He should be fine for week one, but it it was kind of a nagging thing with him. So I don't. So if Baldwin gets hurt, and we have Wilson and Baldwin on that team, we're pretty much screwed. So I felt like getting a high end backup quarterback was not a bad idea. Then the value was there. 
Um, so then in the 13th round, I did just concede and let him take Carson Wentz. Uh, it's our last player before we took a defense. But this would be my draft strategy in a 10-team league. There is no reason to take a backup quarterback. On our waiver wire right now, Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton. The only guy that you just could, said that we, could we even could come close. could number one quarterback no, just the, off the waiver wire. The only guy you said that could come close to what Wentz and Wilson could be is Jameis Winston. That's the only one. There is such a drop from well, Wentz Goff, to Goff. Well, Goff could have be through more. Yeah, but I, I just, as we stand here right now on, on August 28th and I look at those quarterbacks, I don't see anything close to what Carson Wentz could be. Well, that just depends on which Carson Wentz you're getting. If you're getting the guy from last year, which would be the ceiling, then sure. If you're getting the guy that's coming off a torn ACL that might have his number one receiver, those guys all might be better than him. I'm fine not drafting a backup quarterback, but I just, I could not pass up on Carson Wentz with our second to last pick. I'm with you, Adam. I think that that's great value. And I, you just have to be honest with yourself about this. Number one, you're, the only way you're going to trade him or Wilson is if both of them are the greatest quarterbacks in the league this year. Like you've got QB one and QB two on your team. It's very and hard, when you trade, very hard to trade quarterbacks in 10 teams. I, I, that's what I was about to say. You're not going to get fair value for them. You'll trade them for, you know, a number three running back, maybe, maybe a number two wide receiver. So if Peter King's report is accurate that Wentz doesn't play for the first three weeks, at what point are you cutting Carson Wentz? I'm not. I, I don't think they are. I don't think they have. I've already put him on the trade block in the league, so we'll see if we get some offers. I, I mean, that's fine, <laughs> but let's get something for him that we can use. Like, I don't. The minute you, the minute you suffer an injury, that's the first guy you're cutting. Uh, I don't agree. So I mean, that's no, probably true. No, it's going to be the end of Heath's, our friendship, but because we're going to argue to the bitter end about that. What's but really well, who else is, would it be? Who else would you? I, Chris I, Godwin, I maybe. The, Godwin, I don't know if I would cut. Well, let's see how after, it plays out. We don't have we've to, learned about him. We, we don't have to make that decision right now. I mean, uh, here's well, the well. I mean, that's sp- that's something you have to take into consideration when you look at your bench. If you have a problem come week one, who's the first guy you're cutting? It's almost like you drafted too well. We'll worry about that in week one. Well, yeah, it's a 10-team league. I mean, it's loaded. So here's the strategy I really like. So our first four picks, as he mentioned, Hopkins, Melvin Gordon. Okay, if Gordon didn't fall, it was at 17 overall. It's not that big of a fall. Was it 17 or 14 overall? It was 14, uh, 14. probably 14, yeah. Yeah, not a, not really a huge fall. So Hopkins, Gordon, T.Y. Hilton, Doug Baldwin. It's two-receiver league with a flex, half PPR. We were thrilled with that start. I really love what we did with those running backs, with Burkhead, Jamal Williams, and Marlon Mack, with back-to-back-to-back picks, I believe. And I think, I don't want to go zero RB necessarily, but I think if you take one stud RB that you feel really good about, and then load up, and I think you can do this in a 12-team league, load up on those middle-round picks. And I think those same guys, you want to throw Mark Ingram in there, but it's Ingram, Carlos Hyde, Jamal Williams, Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead. You could theoretically get three of those five with three consecutive picks in the middle rounds. I personally would feel better if I had one stud running back and then those guys rather than zero RB. But I think that's a really strong strategy, guys. You go running back, receiver, receiver, and then just go crazy. I think you go running back, receiver, receiver, receiver. Sure. And then five, six, seven, you take running backs. Or tight end or quarterback, depending on how you want to build your team. Instead of a third receiver, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you you like that? Absolutely. I mean, I I think you got to... Hit on two of those guys. Probably. Well, yeah. Not if you have Melvin Gordon, though. Well, you'd still want to have, you know, a, a third option, that, right. I, I would think. And, and Ingram certainly applies to that because once he gets back, I'd throw Carryon Johnson there too, probably. Right, right. Uh, you know, PPR, you could look at the Duke Johnsons, Chris Thompsons of the world, James White's. Um, those guys are probably a little bit later. But I think, you know, when you're looking at Jamal Williams and, and Marlon Mack in particular, it sets you up for a couple rounds later to take their quote unquote backups. You also throw Chris Carson, Peyton Barber in there too. All right, well, um, thank you all for participating in the draft last night. And the wait is nearly over. Football is starting pretty soon. It's fantasy football season. It's FanDuel time. FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. play. And if you're not a fantasy expert, FanDuel is clearly the place to play. It has something for everyone. And there are more ways to win than ever, including a free $250,000 Survivor Contest, people. The biggest free survivor contest ever. You pick one team to win each week. You can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. It locks before week one. So do not miss your chance. Sign up now. And here's what you do. You go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. 
You'll get in that survivor contest, fanduel.com slash FFT. And also you'll get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit. But you have to go to fanduel.com slash FFT. We love FanDuel. We're going to talk about it a lot during the season. We're going to do a listener league. Go to fanduel.com slash FFT and get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Give me a random draft tip. Random draft tip. Dave. There are, I, I feel like there's a new dead spot where the tiers fall off in drafts and it happens right around, round seven in 12 team leagues where the players that are left are not very exciting. So plan ahead and maybe even think about taking guys that you really like that may, might have an ADP of late round seven, early round eight in that spot. Uh, Heath, random draft tip. I just dropped Carson Wentz. I can't do it. <laughs> what? That's not true. <laughs> what? I can't do it. I'm sorry. Uh, that's awesome. Your no, you did it. Devontae Parker Floyd. Who'd you pick up? Uh, the Fab's not open yet. <laughs> Show me the transactions page. Are you serious right now? Watching, watching Adam check his email is probably the most fun thing I've seen all day. I, there's no freaking way you dropped Carson Wentz. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? This is a joke, right? <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Yes, you can. You can. You can. He was our last non-DST pick. Are you serious so right that- now? <laughs> Are, you really did it. I Look can't believe this. I have a picture to prove it. You idiot! <laughs> you are such an idiot! Like, what the hell is the matter with you? I cannot believe this. Oh my god. What is your stupid random draft tip, you moron? I hate you. <laughs> don't, don't draft Carson Wentz in a 10 team league. <laughs> I can't, I, like, I cannot believe it. Now, you know what? I honestly hope that he wins the freaking MVP and we lose to him in the finals. Like, I hope we lose to him now. I hate you forever. All right, what's your random draft tip? I don't think you should draft a backup quarterback in 10 team leagues. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jamie, what is your random draft tip? Uh, I don't know if it's a tip, but I always feel better about my fantasy teams when I have a top six tight end. Okay. I like that. Uh, that's good to know. It's kind of the draft trends. Um, Heath, do you have a real one or no? I told – well, it is a real one. I All gave right. it beforehand. Right. I asked, do you want to do this beforehand? You should not draft a backup quarterback I, in a 10-team league. You're joking. I, co- I co-signed that. I think that you, it's a little short-sighted. I mean, like, who went after Carson Wentz? Why don't we take a look at that? Why don't we see who we passed up that was so incredible that we couldn't take the guy who was the best quarterback in football last year when he was healthy? Oh, we could have taken Bilal Powell. That would have been okay. That would have been a much better pick. We could have taken Randall Cobb that nobody Jordan, wants Jordan anymore. Wilkins. We could have taken Jordan Wilkins. That maybe would have made sense since we have Marlon Mack. We could have wow, taken you passed on Jordan John Wilkins? Ross. Oh, Jordan Wilkins and his two yards per carry this preseason. He's having a great year. We could have taken. Uh, what, so what's what's uh, the the uh, yards per attempt for Carson Wentz? There were literally there were how many? One, two, we could have, three. we could have taken Nick Chubb. Could have taken Matt Breida. Or we could have taken we could have taken the guy who was going to win the MVP last year before he tore his ACL. At LCL. We could have done that. But <laughs> before his knee blew out. We could have done that. Oh yeah. Well no, that's okay. Nobody's ever recovered from an ACL injury except for like every quarterback who's ever had we an could ACL have taken injury. Eric Ebron since Jordan Reed's our starting tight end. We still can take Eric Ebron. How about that? So so that that's anyway. actually, that's actually interesting. So you have an an injury plague tight end as your starter. Who's playing week one, by the way. I agree. But the likelihood of him playing sixteen games is slim. That's fine. The waiver wire is going to have plenty of tight ends to pick up. Who are you cutting? And now we, and now we have room to go get one. But you also have the number one fantasy quarterback on your team, right? From a year ago? Yes. If you're yeah. going based on last year. Yeah, but time. we also have the guy who was actually better than him before he got hurt. Well, right, but he's coming off a major injury. I understand that, but quarterbacks come back from LC- ACL injuries just fine. There's history to prove this. Carson Palmer did it. I think like Joe Flacco came back from an ACL injury. He was fine. Like I just drafted Ryan Tannehill in a Superflex league, so there's that. I don't think Joe Flacco was fine. You know what, Jamie? I don't know if he was fine. It doesn't matter. He came. Yeah, back. He played. He played. I don't know if he was fine. Well, he stinks. <laughs> but it does, oh, wow. So it doesn't matter. Uh, but like 
it's just all right. I hate you. So um, injuries, news, and notes, real quick. Odell Beckham signed a five-year deal, could be worth ninety-five million dollars with sixty-five million guaranteed. You feel good about having his jersey now that you can wear it much longer? I can't and eventually, and event, and eventually grow into. You know, it. I can't wear it. You got me a large jersey. I've never worn a large anything. So, uh, but yes, I'm happy that I have his jersey. Uh, Buffalo head coach Sean McDermott has not made a quarterback decision yet. Does it matter? No. No. All right. Um, well, just tell him he doesn't even need to carry two quarterbacks. Who needs that? Marquise Lee is out for the season, as we pretty much expected. Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson expected to be ready for week one. Andrew Luck mispracticed with a minor foot injury. Does it matter? No. Doug Baldwin appears to be ready for week one. Will Fuller expected to be ready for week one. Seattle linebacker K.J. Wright underwent arthroscopic knee surgery, making a bad defense. Potentially, uh, no, I shouldn't say that. Making a suspect defense, potentially even worse. They open at Denver. Uh, let's see. The Patriots signed guard Shaq Mason to a five-year deal worth $50 million. The Vikings acquired center Brett Jones from the Giants for a draft pick. He's a backup center on a team with a questionable offensive line, so can't be that good. Uh, how, how worried are you, if at all, about the Vikings offensive line? Nervous. I'm okay with it. Like right. in, if you're talking about Dalvin Cook in the same range as Barkley Hunt, I'm more worried about the Chiefs and the Giants line than I am Minnesota's. All right, let's do fantasy regulators, part one. Here we go from Tom. We got more later on in the show. Dear Alfie, Max, Forrest, and Bane. Yeah, I don't know either. Doesn't matter. Every year before the draft, my league votes on new proposed rules and league changes. Every year I propose and advocate to remove the kicker. My league mates have gotten so tired of me saying we should remove the kicker that this year there will be a vote to add a second kicker. What do I do? Vote no. I think that's funny. I think that they are so pissed at him for this that they're like, no, actually we're going to add a second kicker. I mean, vote no. That's all you can do. Would you play in a league that starts two kickers? If one of the best things about fantasy football is that it keeps groups of people that might not otherwise stay connected, connected over long periods of time. So if these were people that I'd been connected with for a long time and this league was helping to do that, I would stay in a league. Yeah, well, if you want to stay connected with people, don't drop players. Are you sure you want to be connected to people that want to start two kickers in a fantasy league? We had another email, and they seem to be full of spite as well. All right, ready for this? Fantasy regulators number two. Okay. Sorry, that was a little loud. From Greg. Last year, we welcomed an experienced drafter into our league based on my suggestion. Although he showed up to our draft hungover, unprepared, and fell asleep during the draft, failed to set a valid lineup week one, and didn't know what waiver priority meant until the playoffs, he still won the championship. (laughs) The commissioner decided before the playoffs that he would not be invited back, unknowing that he would be our champion. Fast forward to today, he was not invited back and is severely hurt about it. He happened to be invited to a different league I'm in, where he failed to pick more than one starting running back and actually wrote in Jamie Eisenberg in the 15th round of 17. Was my commissioner right to release him from our league even though he won? No. This guy sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of guy you want to be hanging out with on draft day. He wrote in I don't Jamie. know. I don't know if Jamie's going to get you double digits in fantasy points even 25% of the it's season. It's the 15th round. <laughs> it's the second time. It's the second time I've been added to a fantasy league. There was, uh, I think, my first or second year on the job, somebody uh, right in for their waiver wire just saw my name at the top of the column <laughs> and wrote, wrote my name in as an as an ad drop. Like, I wouldn't be ready to let this guy invest my savings in the stock market, but when it comes to fantasy football, these are the types of knuckleheads I want to play with. Yeah. If he, It sounds like he, he fell ass backwards into a championship last year. It's pretty funny. Let him, let him try and win the league this year with – Dalvin Cook and Jamie Eisenberg as his top running backs. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, those have been your – We had one more. Fantasy regulators. We have three more later on in the show, Heath. Okay, good, because yeah. I have one. Okay, okay, good. So those are your fantasy regulators. Hey, listen, we have got a really, really cool new sponsor. I promise you, you are going to be interested in this. Do you do online shopping? Are you now a tab hoarder? You load dozens and dozens of new tabs on your browser in search of a promo code, just one, that works. We all need that promo code. We're all looking for that discount. 
We've got it now on Honey. Joinhoney.com. That's the website. I'm not telling you to join Honey. I'm telling you the website is joinhoney.com. In two clicks, add Honey to any browser for free, then shop like you normally do, and Honey goes out and scans and tests millions of coupons in the background. At checkout, Honey automatically applies the best coupon. Time Magazine calls Honey, quote, basically free money, end quote. And over 9 million people use Honey every day, and together they've saved millions of dollars. And you can count me in that 9 million. I now use Honey. I went to this website, joinhoney.com slash FFT. Joinhoney.com slash FFT. They make it so simple. If you think this like requires a degree of tech savviness, no, it does not. So just go to joinhoney.com slash FFT. A couple of clicks. You install Honey. I went to, um, I went to Chewy.com this morning and I searched for cat food. Honey goes out and looks for all these coupons and saves you money. It's really, really cool. Joinhoney.com slash FFT. Awesome website, awesome new sponsor. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show, and I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. Okay, let's see. we got a lot to get to. Let's see if we can do this segment fairly quickly. I just want to know how you feel about ADP risers and fallers. ADP riser is Lamar Miller. He's up four spots to number 44 overall, behind Alex Collins and Kenyon Drake still. But Lamar Miller is up, and Heath, you're the highest on Lamar Miller. Is 44th overall cool from him? Yeah, I think he should be moving up, and uh sounds like he's going to be, at least for the first six or seven weeks, the unquestioned feature back in Houston. Dave and Jamie, is 44th too early for Lamar Miller? By a smidge. No. Okay, good. Royce Freeman is right behind Lamar Miller. He's up seven spots to 45th overall. He is now ahead of Derrick Henry. Royce Freeman is ahead of Derrick Henry in ADP. I'd rather have Henry and Freeman than Miller. I'd rather have Miller than any of these, but I think they're all good values. I would rather have Henry than Freeman. I'm just a little bit concerned we're going to see something dumb from Denver in the first quarter of the season. Or the first quarter of the first game, and then after that they come to their senses and Royce Freeman takes over. So by the Royce way, Freeman mania. I'm looking at uh, CBS ADP, and uh, the there's arrows there that help you identify who's going up and who's going down. A lot of eagles going down right now, Ajayi, Jeffrey, Wentz. Um, I also try to compare it to like the last week of NFL 10 ADP to see maybe if we have a comparison. Because if a guy is moving up, you don't know what his true ADP is necessarily because it's factoring in, obviously, his old ADP. So let's take Chris Hogan, for example. Jamie, Chris Hogan in CBS ADP, he's up four spots. He's now 66th overall. He's moved ahead of Michael Crabtree. But in NFL 10 ADP over the last week, Hogan is 53rd overall. Is that an okay spot for Chris Hogan, 53rd overall? Yeah. I think he's got a chance for a huge season. So I have no problem with him in the round five range. All right. Would you take Chris Hogan or Michael Crabtree? Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan or Marquise Goodwin? I have them back-to-back right now. I think I have Hogan one spot ahead of Goodwin, but that's one I've struggled with mightily because I think both guys are the number one receivers on their teams. I think both guys have very good quarterbacks. And both are going to see high volume and targets and, and certainly production. Is Hogan the number one receiver in four weeks when Edelman gets back? Uh, he has the most touchdown potential of the receivers. He may not see the most targets or catches. Okay. But I think yards and touchdowns will favor him over Edelman because Edelman just doesn't score very much. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is up 10 spots. He's now 79th overall, but looking at M- MFL t- uh, 10s over the last week, he's 63rd overall, Marquise Goodwin. So I just compared him to Chris Hogan, but uh Chris Goodwin at sixty third overall, Dave, is that a good value? No. I I I don't think it is. I know there's guys in the room here that disagree with me. They think that he's going to have a breakout year. I'm in the show me first camp on Marquise Goodwin. I think he's a good receiver. I think he's the best receiver in San Francisco. Uh but I early round six seems a little too rich for me. I might take him a round higher. I think he's going over a thousand yards, scoring six plus touchdowns, and he's going to be a borderline top twenty receiver. Yeah, round five for sure. That's where you should look to target him. Marquise Goodwin and Carlos Hyde is up eighteen spots overall in CBS ADP. He's now eightieth, but in MFL tens over the last week, Carlos Hyde is fifty fourth overall. So yeah, I mean, round five is looking like a pretty nice round. You, if you like Hogan, if you like Goodwin, if you like Carlos Hyde, all those running backs we talked about: Jamal Williams, Mark Ingram. But Hyde in the, in round five, 54th overall, is that okay, guys? 
Yeah, that's great. Maybe even still a little late. Would you rather have Hyde or Royce Freeman? Freeman. Freeman. Rolls Royce. Trey Burton is up 12 spots. He's 86th overall, and I thought maybe he'd be like in the 60s in MFL 10s. No, over the last week, he's still like around 86th. Trey Burton still looks People like People are getting it. People are sleeping on Trey. That's exactly where he should be going. No, he's going to be fine. Yeah, all right. He's, he's the best receiving target in Chicago. Let's focus the, on um, I, I just a little bit on these mid-round running backs that I keep referencing. Because if you're going to take the strategy that we just talked about, which you don't have to, but seems viable, first two rounds you take a stud running back and a stud receiver. Next two rounds, rounds three and four, you take either two more receivers or a receiver and a quarterback or a receiver and a tight end. And then let's say rounds five, six, and seven, or in a 10-team league, maybe it's three out of rounds five, six, seven, and eight. You're taking running backs. I wanted to know how you guys rank Burkhead, Ingram, Jamal Williams, Carlos Hyde. And if we want, we can throw on Johnson in there and anyone else. I, I think Royce Freeman is the, is ahead of this group. But Burkhead, Burkhead averaged the same amount of fantasy points per touch as Todd Gurley last year in non-PPR. Ingram has already had two seasons under his belt in which he's played uh, 12 and 13 games. He'll hopefully play 12 this year. And he finished as a top 15 running back in both of those seasons. Uh, Jamal Williams, we don't have too much to go on in terms of him and Aaron Rodgers together. And then Carlos Hyde is basically at the end of the year. He's always a borderline number one or a high-end number two running back. So uh, Burkhead, Ingram, Jamal Williams, Carlos Hyde. I'll throw in on Johnson. Sort that group out for me, guys. I think, and this is, this, here's your draft strategy. Uh, when you have your starters at a certain position, you got to look at things a little bit different. And Mark Ingram becomes like one of the most valuable players available anywhere after you have two starting running backs. And he's even fine if you want to take your early week running back later. But Ingram is an absolute league winner in the fifth round. Okay. But but if you're looking for a number two running back, let's say you don't have your starter. I think I think like to Heath's point, if you do what you said, Adam, where you go one star running back, two star receivers, uh let's say three star receivers. So you that that essentially becomes your flex if it's a two two and a flex type of format. Then you can take Ingram in the fifth round with the understanding that come week five, he's a top twenty, if not top fifteen running back. And then you can go back-to-back with those two spots. And I think you look at the guys that are in questionable situations over the course of 16 games, which I'd put Burkett in that category because you don't know what's going to happen now that Sonny Michelle's back to practice. And if that knee doesn't hold up because it's got a slight tear in it, they can talk all they want to about he's the focal point of the offense. If he doesn't have a knee, <laughs> he's not playing. So um, you can pair Ingram with Carson or Barber or you know anyone that may lose their job to more high-profile players behind him. Or go back to back and take Ingram and Hyde. Or, you know, it's hard to take Ingram and somebody like Carrion Johnson because his situation is more in the middle to the second half of the season, I think, is where he'll become a star. But, uh, Marshawn Lynch, you know, older running back that may not hold up over 16 games. You know, anybody in that range of, I don't know what the situation may be by the time we get to the middle of the year, but in the beginning of the year until Ingram comes back. And worst case scenario, if you do take Ingram, there's Jonathan Williams at the end of the season and he may not produce great numbers. At the end of the draft. I'm sorry, at the end of the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may not produce great numbers, but he may get you six or seven, which is almost what you're looking at when you draft your flex. Okay, let's say you need a number two. I understand what you're saying there. Uh, just to wrap it up, if you need a number two running back, who's your favorite? Burkhead, Ingram, Williams, Hyde, Carrion Johnson. Hyde. Williams for me. I'm. St- oh, I'm sorry, Williams, excuse me. I'm still going to say Ingram, assuming my number one running back is like what we did last night with Melvin Gordon. If it's Royce Freeman... Or somebody more in that range, then I'm, I might back off that, but I'll still say Ingram. So if you do it the reverse way, if you go receiver, let's say you go receiver, receiver, and Alex Collins, then I'd probably rather have uh, Williams. Why not Ingram? Uh, why not Burkhead? Fear. Oh, Patriots. Heath, Heath, the only thing we have to fear is our our co-owners dropping players we like. Sorry, tangent. Adam's not gonna let go of that. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna let go of. I'm not gonna pull a Carson Wentz and just let go, or anything like that. Or I guess I'm pulling. A uh, heat. That would be pulling a. Heat yeah, up. and letting go of Carson Wentz. 
Uh, all right, so it's an interesting group of running backs. They're all exciting in their own lovely ways. I didn't even mention Marlon Mack. Am I crazy for liking Marlon Mack as much as I do? How much do you like him? I have him on at least half my teams. Where did you draft him? I would say probably once we get to pick 70 overall, the antenna goes up from Marlon Mack. You're not crazy at all. I don't think that that's crazy. It's crazy if you're taking him when you get to pick 50 or pick 60. And your antenna goes up. I think we may have taken him in the 60s last night, but that's, it's it's fine though. A 10 team league because you can take more chances. Right, right, exactly. Especially like you said, Bilal Powell's on waivers. That's another guy that can get. Uh, you he's not. He got start. drafted after we took Wentz. Oh, I'm sorry. That was somebody that you could have taken. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought was <laughs> was available. Uh, all right. So thank you. Good stuff. Um, I hope that is helpful for everybody as you get ready for your drafts. Another thing that's going to be helpful to get you ready for your drafts is NFL Game Pass. And if you didn't take advantage of the offer last weekend to watch all that preseason football, now's the time to do it. If you go to NFL.com slash fantasy football today, you can get a seven-day free trial of NFL Game Pass. And if you're looking to watch some preseason football, every single out-of-market preseason game, you can watch it live. You can watch it a little bit on delay and fast-forward if you want to. You can watch it after it ends on condensed mode. Um Great stuff, NFL Game Pass. We all use it, and we all swear by it. And only with NFL Game Pass do you get every out-of-market preseason game live. That's the only way to do it. So watch the top rookies. Um, you want to watch Baker Mayfield this weekend? That's a great idea. The discount, the seven-day free trial, is at NFL.com slash fantasy football today. NFL.com slash fantasy football today. And I do think I'll be watching that Browns game to see more of Baker Mayfield. I've been really enjoying it. I think he makes some really professional throws. Looks like he's going to be a heck of a quarterback. Um, hopefully we get to see some Nick Chubb as well. Uh, NFL.com slash fantasy football today for your seven-day free trial. Formats that devalue tight ends, something I wanted to bring up. I'm seeing more and more leagues that are starting more starters. You know, three receivers and a flex. Or these super flex leagues that have a, a regular flex and a super flex. Uh, what do you think about... Just the basic philosophy that the more starters you have, the less important a tight end becomes. I would say the more starters you have, the less important any one starter at any position becomes. Yeah, but they do tend to score not that many Well, if anything, it might be an argument that I'm not going to have a hard time finding a receiver in the 12th round that's probably going to give me decent wide receiver three numbers. Maybe it makes more sense to take Gronk, Kelsey, or Ertz in those leagues. Say that again? Maybe it makes more sense to take Gronk, Kelsey, or Ertz in those leagues. Why? I missed that. Because it won't be as hard to find the number three receiver late as it'll be to find a tight end you're going to use. Or a tight end that you want to use. All right. It really comes down to your own personal tight end philosophy. If they're a nuisance where you're just hoping to get seven, eight, nine fantasy points from them, then you're going to wait. That's just the nature of the way people like that think. If you want to try and have an advantage where you draft a tight end who's got the potential every week to perform like a top 10 fantasy wide receiver, maybe top 20 in the case of uh, Ertz or Kelsey, depending on format, then you go toward those tight ends. And then you don't have to worry about streaming, adding or dropping. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, freak out if you start a tight end and for two weeks he stinks and then you've got to go look for another one. You're locked in. You're investing in a very rock solid player at a very thin position with the hopes that he gives you an advantage. Okay. Uh, auction tips. People want auction tips and it's a really difficult thing to do because every auction is so different. But if somebody came up to you on the street and said, Hey, you're Jamie Eisenberg. I just tried to draft you in my league. I'm doing an auction tomorrow. What should I do? Jamie, what would you what, tell that person? What's the budget? $200. Well, then I should go for 200 <laughs> Well, you need some room for a $1 bid. So no, you no, should no. Go I, for I cover all positions. 180 $185. No. All right. Well, that's true. You should do you should do 199 and then a dollar for Carson Wentz. Yes. Perfect. Oh. If Heath doesn't claim him first. Um, <laughs> Jamie, what would you tell this this stranger on the street? I told uh, two buddies of mine last night that we're headed to an auction. Um, same thing I'll tell anybody. Get your kicker and your defense first because get it out of the way, and you can probably get the ones you want because nobody else wants to bid on them and waste money. Um, bid up players you don't want on your team. 
And not bid them up or nominate them. I'm sorry, excuse me. Not yes, thank you, Dave. Nominate players you don't want on your team. And well, also bid them up too. Mm, um, careful I've, with I've that. got some horror <laughs> stories about that. <laughs> well, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily go, uh, uh, get in at the end. Do it, do it early if you're going to do that. Um, and be patient. I, I find the best teams that I have with auctions are the ones where I don't have any first round guys. And while that sounds funny, but I, I would prefer to have multiple guys in, uh, the second through fifth round options. Uh, so you could say second and third tier guys more so than the number one tier, just because I feel like overspending on those guys ruins your auction, ruins your team in an auction because you're, you're stuck there sitting and watching all these great buys go by. I wow. do feel like the more budget that's out there, the higher the budget, um, the trickier it is to be patient and wait for those values because yeah, people have more completely. money to spend and there's going to be people that still because go for price, one to two or three bucks up, at the end. They do on the star players, but I think exactly. But after those star players, you're gonna still see some moderate pricing on the tier three, tier four types of running backs and wide receivers. My my thing would be go in with a strategy, and it doesn't necessarily like I know I I don't necessarily like the positional strategies in a draft, but in an auction, you're gonna go in with a strategy of of trying to get this this group of wide receivers and then getting the one that goes the cheapest. But also every auction is so completely different. You, there will come a time in your auction where you're like, Oh, there's all the value, but you don't know it until it happens. So be ready to, to uh, shift gears. When does that typically happen in your experience? Why? Well, I don't think it's the, like sometimes it happens in the middle of the draft with the round three through six guys. Cause that's the guys exactly in the first right. round have gone way too yeah. early. But every once in a while, you just keep waiting, keep waiting, and then all of a sudden you get to a point where seven through ten guys are all going for a dollar. And I think understanding who you can get for dollar bids, and hopefully you've done an auction with the same people in the past, understanding what you can get for dollar or two dollar bids is is extremely important, or in a two hundred dollar budget, even like a five dollar bid. Because if you feel like you can get quality players for very, very cheap, that frees up money to, to get a, get two or three studs. And spend a big chunk of your money on, on, uh, small, on a small number of players. Which is exactly the opposite of what Jamie is saying. Uh, right. So I apologize for that. But I personally cannot get, I could not do an auction and not have one great player. I mean, that would scare me. And I would like to have two great players if possible. Yeah, and you'd prefer to steal them if you can. Another yeah. thing is know, know your audience. I'm in a, an auction league with like 80% of the league is Rams fans. And so I don't nominate anyone but a Ram until they're all gone. Yeah, and and Adam, when I say I don't want a a first round player, I, I think we could all agree that the players in the second round are still great. Yeah, but I mean, uh, for me, it's like there's like, like a top twenty, and I'd love to get two of them. Sure, but you just said in the ten team league, you got Melvin Gordon at what pick fifteen? Fourteen. Okay, so that would be a second round grade, right? Yeah. Right, as long as I get him, I, I just don't want to start my team with like. I'm not saying like I'm going in, as much as I like Joe Mixon. I don't want him to be my number one running back. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. And it's not like you're going to ignore first round players. If Le'Veon Bell is up and the sure. high bid is forty forty six in a two hundred dollar auction, are you going to bid forty seven or are you sure. going to say no? I don't want a first yeah, round player. You're going to try to get. Yeah. It's not, but no, you're saying. we yeah. know that auctions are crazy and, yep. and random things happen. Something kind of similar to that happened to me earlier this month. Here are the two things that I like to do. Number one, before you go into your auction, tier players at each position. Put them in groups based on what you think their expectations are going to be. And then pay attention as the auction unfolds. Write down what they're going for. The first name, the second name in a tier. What's their price? And then you have an idea on what you're going to have to spend to get other players in that tier if you want one. You might even be able to get one for a few bucks less in that same tier. And then you say, awesome, I got a running back in tier one that went for four or five less than... Uh, this other running back in the same tier. I also have a rule that I like to follow called the 2050 rule. You want to save 20% of your auction budget for the last half of the auction nominations. And if you're in a 12 team league, that probably means after nomination 80, 70, 80, because that's when you're going to find a lot of bargains. That's where you're going to find a lot of the one, two, three dollar players that could eventually become starters for your team. Cool. I like it. Heath, best ball tips. We're doing some best ball drafts on the draft app. And the promo code there, if you want to get into a best ball draft for free or any type of draft, I believe, for free, promo code's FFT when you make your first deposit on the draft app. Heath, give me some tips for best ball. 
Uh, the first thing you need to know is what's the payout structure of your best ball league because some of them are winner take all. Some of them are top three get money back. So just pay attention to that because you'll, you may want to be a little bit more cautious in leagues where the top three get their, get paid. Uh, second thing I would say is make sure you don't do an entire best ball draft and only draft one tight end. That might sound weird, but there's no waivers. Yeah, you no, have, our quarterback, right. You gotta draft a backup at every position. I prefer if I can get one elite tight end and a backup and one good quarterback and a backup and I feel pretty good. But if it's one of those drafts where quarterbacks go earlier than I think they should and I don't get one until the 12th round, I may t- might take three in the last six or seven rounds of the draft. And the other thing is upside, don't, right? consistency, I'm not a, a big, I don't concern myself with consistency a lot in regular drafts, but if you are someone that does that, throw it out the window. Right. Because those inconsistent players like Brandon Cooks have a lot of value in this format. Right. Exactly. All right. Good stuff. Uh, it's team name Tuesday and then it's fantasy regulators time. Here are some team name Tuesday submissions. Thank you everybody for coming in strong with these. Deshaun of the dead. Deshaun of the dead. I like that. Instagram for Jimmy Graham. That's also very good. Tyreek A. Morris Rex. That's really good. Tyreek A. Morris Rex. It's always Sony in Philadelphia. Jamal out of love. Yeah, that's a good one. Girly, you can't be serious. Gasicki Kai Trey, Butker Tucker. <laughs> there we go. Great. I think you'd like that. Uh, Burton Ernie. Burton Ernie. Some of these are clever. Yeah. Uh, this guy said, I have a super flex team in which I kept Brady this year and drafted Carrion Johnson, so keep Tom and carry on. Yeah, I like that. Winter came, Fournette Stark. That one is not that easy to digest. Winter came, Fournette Stark. You kind of get it. Jamie, you get it, right? Winter came, Absolutely. Fournette Stark. Yep. Yeah, it's good. I, I don't get it. It's I named one of my throws. team's terrible pun. What? I named one of my team's terrible pun. Is that just like... Because all team names are terrible puns. Yes, I got to go in for your guys. Carson came and went. <laughs> Carson came hey. and went. Changing the team name now. <laughs> I I am so mad. Like it's not should right. We, should Should we let him in on the joke? Uh, what's what's the joke? I guess not. <laughs> I don't think he's made a joke of it. What What is happening right now? <laughs> what is happening? So when you were going through the whole story, I, I, I am teeth. I said, Hey, just real quick, drop Carson Wentz and see what Adam's reaction will be since you just added back as the commissioner. <laughs> Watching you go nuts was so worth it. <laughs> okay. Honestly, that was very much worth it. Good job. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we all enjoyed it. <laughs> that was really well played. Oh, you jerks. <laughs> all right. Fantasy regulators part two. This is from Ian. Egregiousness. My league drafted over the weekend offline with a poster board. We do this every year, but this year a couple guys apparently forgot how to draft without a computer. One manager who was using a magazine from July took Darius Geis in the fifth round. We all looked at each other silently as though he got a steal. The next t- the next uh, manager almost picked before the commissioner stopped it, and the commissioner took Geis off the board. My issue is that this guy got off scot-free. I don't think peeling the sticker off the poster is adequate enough shame. What would you guys have done if somebody drafted Darius Geis? I drafted him twice, but it's keeper league, so. No, this is not. What round did you get him in? Uh, eight and nine. But it's, the, the one where I got him in round nine was, that's where keepers go. Yeah, and sure. Round eight was, I get, I get to keep him in round eight next year. What? Alright, so now we have an idea on where to draft Geis in keeper league. Great. Now what about this? We need to regulate. What do you do if somebody's stupid and drafts Geis? How do you shame him? Or do you just let that pick stand? Well, if you're going to let people make trades in the league without vetoing and say let adults be adults, then you got to let adults be adults here too. You can't you can't baby them and say, "No, Johnny, you took a player who blew out his knee. Now you have to pick somebody else." The pick stands. Yeah, all right. Pick pick should have stood. It didn't. Kevin from Massachusetts. Dear Winston, Ray, Egon and Ray. You couldn't think of Peter? This is the fourth Ghostbuster? Come on, man. Regulating you. I uh, need some regulation on the in the commission of this PPR for Keeper League. Our league uses a rolling waiver priority and waivers clear on Wednesday morning and lock on game starts. We're not willing to go to fab. 
Everyone in our league complains about something I do. I set my alarm on Wednesdays to wake up at 4 a.m. each week so I can get up when waivers clear and can pick up any free agents left over so I don't have to use my waiver priority. They want to prohibit this by moving the waiver clearing time on Wednesdays back to about noon or going to continuous waivers. What do you think? He does not break any rules. Should they change the rules? I have a guy that does this in one of my leagues, and we all hate him. <laughs> but this is just being a good owner. Good Job well done. If they want to regulate it out, then that's bad on them. But if they have the majority of votes, they can do that. Um, I think you're doing a good job as an owner of your team. I think you're doing what it takes to follow a rule that your league has. That being said, it's a dumbass rule, and it's costing you valuable sleep time. Sleep Wouldn't you rather be in bed? Overrated. No, it's not. Th- you is, need it. This is what Otherwise all our leagues die. do, isn't it? What? Ours, yeah. ours process at like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or yeah. 4 a.m.? Ours process at 2 a.m. I'm usually working, so I, I love it. Because I'll make ad drops as soon as it. I got no problem with Which it. Which I don't have a problem with that either because the waivers run first. So I put in my waiver claims right yeah, before so bedtime. What's the dumbass rule? Then I go to bed and league? I wake up in the morning. What's the dumbass rule in this league? He's because got... it sounds like they're. So wait a minute. No, waivers, make sure I waivers run and then he wakes up in the morning at 5 a.m. and he picks up the players. Oh, okay. The All right. This so is fine. I was thinking doing, that like he opens up. Right. So I thought he was just opening up waiver like ad drops at this point. No. And people can just make ad drops whenever. If the league has a problem with it, it's not a dumbass rule. It's fine. But if the league has a problem with it, they should vote it out, just like he said. Um, can I give you two reports on guys we've talked about? Yeah. Um, according to both of them, according to ESPN, uh, Mike McCarthy said Jamal Williams poised to have a big year. Uh, his quote is, I think we'll be talking about him at the end of the season as a second-year player. He's that's been made talking about him a lot this preseason. And then there's a report from ESPN San Francisco that uh, Alfred Morris is not expected to steal work from Jarek McKinnon or Matt Breida. He's just insurance in case both guys are injured at some point during the start of the season. Um, and I think it is... I don't know if there's a quote from... I think this is from the ESPN report. I don't think there's any evidence to indicate he's going to take reps from McKinnon or Breida yet, assuming they're healthy for a week one. All right, good stuff. Last one. John, help me, fantasy regulators. You're my only hope. Our snake draft is on Saturday. One league member cannot attend our draft and will be without Wi-Fi. He has a good excuse but didn't let anyone know until three days before the draft that he can't make it. He has asked another member of our league to draft for him. Uh. Sorry about that. As commissioner, I have received a lot of complaints about letting another league member draft his team. I've been trying to find a non-league member to draft for him, but on such short notice, it doesn't look like we will have anyone. Should we, A, let another league member draft for him, B, let vice commissioner and commissioner, me, draft for him, C, make him auto-draft, or D, kick him out of the league Heath style? I've had two instances of this uh, recently where one, um, guys I play softball with for you know 15 years at this point, um, one guy, this is the second time he didn't show up. The first time he didn't show up, I picked for him. I ended up losing to him in the championship game. He didn't make any ad drops throughout the course of the season. Um, wow. Congratulations. His team, his team was just stacked. And Did he give you a cut? Uh, no. Um, and uh, I think he bought me drinks. Um, That's a cut. The uh, It happened again. And so we they wouldn't let me pick for him or or take uh, top of Q. And they, we found somebody, uh, our, our former colleague, Sergio Gonzalez, uh, drafted for him. Um so we, you know, found somebody else. Uh, as a commissioner in one league where I drafted last night, one guy set his cue. I don't know what he did. He's not a, um, he, very novice fantasy player. I just wanted to be in a league. Uh, in the second round, uh, I'm assuming he set his cue, but in the second round, uh, DeMarco Murray was his second round pick. <laughs> so I had to stop the auto draft and then I just started picking for him top of cue. So I just took the guy top of projections, not my own rankings, whatever. Um, and I made it very clear that that's what I was doing and nobody had a problem with it. Yeah, that makes sense. So did you go like running back, running back? Like, did you fill out a starting I filled, lineup? I filled out his kicker and his defense by round, uh, 10, cause we start 10, 10 players. Right. So I, I went strictly in order of if, if, uh, he needed tight end, it was the top tight end. If it was, if he needed a third receiver, it was third receiver. I filled out his lineup straight down the line. Damn, this song is good, isn't it? Alright, anybody want to add anything? Or are we good? Show up to your draft, moron. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, he said he has a very good he excuse. He has a good there excuse. There is no good excuse. I hope this guy's like, his family's he's, okay. Where is he? Like, in the middle of, you know, he could have all kinds of problems. Hey, what if he's on in the, a mil- boat in the middle of the military? military. And, and he couldn't make his draft because he got called on deployment last second. Yeah, I mean, that's really. Does that hey, happen? 
I don't really have that big of a problem with somebody else drafting for him. I know that's not typically my oh, style, but problem. I've done it. So, somebody else in the league or somebody else outside the league? If he wants to leave his team up to somebody else in the league, his team's probably not going to be as good as it could be. Or We're out of here. Depending on how good of a fancy player is. We're doing a draft on the air tomorrow. Get excited. Bye. bye, everybody. We will. Bye, everybody. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Na, 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 na.